Good morning, good morning, good morning. I trust that you've had a good night rest and that you are well today and I trust that you are ready, up and ready to just listen to our devotion and that this devotion will encourage your heart and that you will go on from strength to strength in the strength of the Lord. Does Jesus care? What a question. When my way is dark, with a nameless dread and fear, as the daylight fades into deep night shades, does he care enough to be near? Oh yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are weary, the long nights dreary, I know my Savior cares. This is not something the songwriter said that someone told him. The songwriter asked the question, does Jesus care? And he answered that question himself. And he said, I know my Savior cares. I joined with the songwriter and I said, I know that Jesus cares, regardless of what you are going through in life. Whether it seems like he does not care, he does. He cares about you. He cares about me. He cared so much for you and I that he went to the cross, died for our sins, and paid the debt that he did not owe. So you and I can enjoy eternal life. I thank God that he cares. Oh, thank God that Jesus cares. The father and this little lad that's in Mark chapter 9, Matthew chapter 17, and Luke chapter 9. They know that he cared. Yes, he was this young man, demon possessed. I believe he took him to every doctor that he could carry him to and was unable to help him. He even took him to the disciples and asked them to help him. And they were unable to help him. But when he heard that Jesus Christ was coming to town, he decided, I'm going to go and I'm going to take him to Jesus. And in taking him to Jesus, when he took him to Jesus, oh, he walked away with the results that he anticipated for so many years in his son's life. Last mornings, we were looking at the condition of the, of the son. I want us to start to look at the concern of the parent. The concern of the parent. May I say to you that any parent having a child in this condition should be concerned. Why? This boy was his father's only son. And Luke chapter 9 and verse number 38. And behold, a man of the company cried out saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. This boy was the father's only son. It's not that he had another son or he had other children. This was his only son. And when you, when you just got one child, you know, you know it is. It's not that you got two or three or four. It's one and one only. And this child had a serious problem. And the father, the concern of the parent was that he was his only son. The father came to him, him Jesus, on his knees, which speaks of begging. Look at it, 
in Matthew 17 and verse number 14. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about him. And the, the scribes questioned him with many things. And straightway, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribe, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought unto thee my son with that dumb spirit. And whithersoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And he spake to his disciples, and they could not cast him out. What a condition to be in. What a condition to be in. But in Matthew chapter 17, and in the 14th verse, it says, When they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. The father came to him on his knees. This speaks of one begging. He begged him. What did he beg him for? He begged him to have mercy on his son. It didn't matter where they were. What matters is that he knew that he wanted help for his son. And he begged mercy of the Lord. Down on his knees. His concern was sincere, definite, and urgent. What a great thing it is when a father gets down on his knees and cries to the God for help. Cries to his God for help. May I say to you today, we need more fathers doing this today. We are to be concerned for the spiritual condition of our children. Many of us, we go out and we work hard to make sure that our children are properly taken care of. There's food to eat. They have clothes to wear. They have a place to dwell. Or they can go to school. We make sure they get a proper education. We do all that we can for them. But many times we forget about the spiritual condition of the child. May I say to you, the scripture reminds us, what does it profit a man if you gain the whole world? and lose his own soul. Have you stopped and thought of the spiritual condition of your child, the child that do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? And when I say a child, I don't mean your baby. I mean your son, your daughter. Had you ever stopped? How much time have you spent speaking with your son about his spiritual condition, making sure that he is taken care of spiritually? How much? Had you ever stopped and showed him the plan of salvation? Have you? If not, why not? Why not? Why have you not shown your son the simple plan of salvation? Why have you not taken the time and shared with your children that Jesus loved them? He died on the cross for their sins. Why have you not taken the time and shared with them that they are sinners for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Is there anything better that you can share with your children than that of salvation? How concerned are you for your children? As I said, we need more fathers doing this today. We ought to be concerned for the spiritual condition of our children. As parents, 
We need to live lives that our children see Christ in us. For it is one thing for us to talk about Christ. It is something else for our children to see the Christ that we talk about living in us. How about it today? Have you taken some time and done that? They may not read the Bible, our children, but they can surely read our lives. Oh, oh yes, you may not see them with the Bible in their hand, but they can look at their daddy. They can look at their mommy. They can look at those that take care of them and say of a truth that they've been with Jesus. Oh, I tell you, there's no greater life that one can live than a life that is honoring to God in the presence of your children. May I ask, do you pray to the Lord for his power to be manifested in the lives of our children, of your children, of our children? May I say to you today that the enemy has entered the homes and the church is made up of homes. You see, if we got homes that are following Christ, we will have a society that's following Christ. We will have a church of people that are following Christ. When they go to school, you would know that they are following Christ. So many times we leave that walk up to the Sunday school teacher. Many times we leave that walk up to the pastor. But that walk is for all of us to take that time out and be concerned about the spiritual condition of our child. Oh, none of us would love to know that our son died and gone to a devil's hell. Do your best to encourage your son, your daughter, to trust Christ before it's eternally too late. But just don't tell them about trust in Christ. Make sure that you are living that life that you have trusted Christ also. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for your word and for all that your word say to us day after day. Thank you for these devotions. Thank you for the people that take the time just to listen. Thank you for them who have shared these devotions with their loved ones. God, we don't know how far these devotions will reach, but we thank you. We pray that you will use them to bring honor and glory to you and save souls. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Do have a great day. Love you in the Lord.